Nothing great about the day here. It's wonderful weather for a Sunday afternoon. Swelling the crowd even further. And as mentioned, it's by no means one way here, the support. Benfica have a tremendous following. I think that surprises many of us who visit every year for the International Champions Cup, actually, just how well supported they are across the United States. What's up, Benfica Nation? Welcome to episode 46 of Mr. Benfica. I am your host, the Mr. Mike Agustinho, and we are here to review another Benfica match. This one at home at the Stadio de Luz, round 16 of the Liga Nage. Benfica 2, Desportivo das Aves 1, a nail-biter, a, a tension-builder, a absolute cracker of a match that went all the way to the final whistle. Um, not what we expected, of course, playing against the bottom side in the league, but they gave us a good fight, and I think Benfica actually played a lot better than the, than the scoreline would show, and some of the statistics will show that. But uh, really, really nervous match um, as Benfica were just a mere minutes away from dropping points to the bottom team in the in the league. Um, no doubt that those chasing us were were holding on, hoping, holding out hope that we would slip up. But that was not going to be in this one. Um, debut of Ulian Weigel, of course. Uh, I thought he was pretty good. Um, not everyone is as high on his debut as I was. I thought for someone who had just come into the team and had just, you know, arrived in Portugal, doesn't speak any Portuguese, has two or three training sessions under his belt. I thought he did well, and uh, he didn't make any any real mistakes in that entire match. A uh, lot of quality in those feet. You can see when he receives the ball, when he passes the ball, there's a lot of quality there. Uh, he's still in a phase of getting to know his teammates, but I think it was the right time to put him in. Uh, I've heard a lot of people questioning, you know, that maybe Samadis should have been the choice. I think the reason Samadis was not the choice in this match was we have we had this match and we got a cup match with Riuav to get ready for Sporting. And you're not going to debut Weigel against Sporting. So I think what this did with Tarapt being out on the yellow card suspension, this gave Bruno Lage the opportunity to give it a to give it a little bit of a trial run. He played he played Weigel with with Gabriel in this match against Avj. I'm not gonna be surprised if Weigel plays with Tarapt on Tuesday against against Riuav. And then from there Lage can make his decision as to how he's gonna set up the midfield on Friday against Sporting in the Derby. 
So um, I, th I think he handled this well. There was some squad rotation also, a little bit of criticism going towards the manager on that, but uh, it had to be done. You know, three games in the span of nine days, you had to you had to have a little bit of squad rotation. Also, guys like Jota need an opportunity to play, and he wasn't even terribly bad. You, as I watched the game again, he wasn't even all that bad. He tailed off a little bit as the second as the first half went on. Early on, he was he was pretty good. He 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 needs to get a run in. Also, Seferovic needs a little bit of playing time as well, and Vinicius was looking a bit tired in game in the previous match so I think the manager made some good changes went with Andre Almeida at right back that proved to be to be crucial uh, although Tomas Tavares will probably play in the next game against Chihuahua and Andre Almeida likely will play against Sporting so we got a little bit of, of depth now in the squad and we we have to we have to trust these second line players a little bit. We have to make one or two changes here or there, just like the manager did in this one. I don't think it was because of the changes that we struggled to put the ball on, you know in the goal. It was just one of those nights where the ball would not go in. We we met a goalkeeper who was hot, a goalkeeper that was saving everything, and we played against a line of five in the back. So. Really, I think it was more circumstantial than it was the manager's choices as to the difficulty Benfica went through in winning this match. All right, we're going to get right into the news this week, okay? And right after the news, we will have we will have the first half. <laughs> we'll review the first half of this match and and go from there. But coming up here's a quick ad and then Reconquista followed by the news. I am the Mr. Mike Agustinho. This is Mr. Benfica. You can find me on Twitter at Benfica Mr. and on Instagram at Mr. Benfica. Sofrida a glória da vitória tem que ser bem nutrida Na reconquista do que é nosso por direito Que não fico por fazer o que podia ter sido feito Se queres a nossa força sabes que estamos contigo Em casa ou fora nós somos o eterno abrigo Sabes que estamos contigo Nós somos o eterno abrigo Ouve a nossa voz O querer de todos nós Até que não se explica Carrega bem fica, carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz, o querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica Carrega bem fica, carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz, o querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica Carrega bem fica, carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz, o querer de todos nós Carrega sozinho em cada esquina um vizinho Sente o carinho do Algarve até ao Minho O vermelho pinta a tuga e é isso o teu colinho Na reconquista do que é nosso por direito Que não vi por fazer o que podia ter sido feito Se queres a nossa força sabes que estamos contigo Em casa ou fora nós somos o eterno abrigo Sabes que estamos contigo Nós somos o eterno abrigo Nossa voz, o querer de todos nós, a fé que 
And in the news this week for the week ending January the 18th of 2020, Johnny Gonzalez, or Johnny Gonzalez, I should say, has signed with Benfica from Fluminense of the Brazilian Serie A, the Brasileirão. Um, he has signed until 2024. Not sure yet where his placement will be. Likely not going to be um, in the squad this season, but perhaps perhaps we will see him before the end of the season. Uh, I have not read yet what they're going to do with him. He could perhaps be loaned out, or he could be a French player in the squad for the rest of the season until the summer where he'll have a chance to compete for his place in the team. Sky Sports reporting Jetson will join Jose Mourinho at Spurs for a season and a half long loan with an option to buy for £60 million at the end of the loan. Now, by the time you hear this, this may have already been signed, sealed, and delivered. I usually don't deal with rumors. I usually don't talk about them because they change so fast and the podcast format is not really conducive to rumors because by the time the podcast is out, the rumors have either been confirmed or denied. But um, in this case, it looks to be... All but a short thing. So I am reporting that I have heard and read. And it does appear to be the f- true that Jetson will sign with Spurs. He was not in training uh, yesterday with Benfica. And he has already undergone a medical at Spurs. So my guess is only the results of that medical um, could prevent this move at this time. Good move for the young player. Not sure how he's going to fit in in the Premier League. Given that he had a hard time finding playing time in Benfica, I don't, not really sure where in Tottenham's midfield he's going to find a role. But maybe, maybe Jose Mourinho has a specific plan for the young, the young midfielder, the 21 year old. And um, well, there he he had to move on. I mean, the the young the young player has to play this. And I say this, I'm getting to the point where I'm going to say the same about Jota, where I think he has to play him. It's it's getting to the point where I think he may also have to go somewhere else for some time on a loan or something and get some playing time because right now there's just no room in the squad for, for these players. Uh, Jetson brings a lot of good things. Jetson is a very vertical player. Really the most vertical of our midfielders in terms of in the number eight position, that is. But really didn't get a chance to play there. Now with the signing of, of Weigel and with with players like like Gabriel and Tarapt, uh, now competing for the eight versus, you know, playing as one as a six and a half, one as an eight. Uh, you will, it does, it does kind of cl- squeeze out Jetson, but he's a young player with a lot of potential. So this could end up being a good transfer for Benfica, or he could return at the end of the loan, who knows, and be a key player. Who knows where Benfica going to be in 18 months. Sticking with transfers and departures, this one is Benfica's women's football team. They have released striker Anaisa per the athlete's request, and yet another player has left the squad. Um, again, I'm not sure what's going on in that in that squad. I'm I'm very concerned. Uh, had a a tough a tough uh, showing over the weekend. It was a tough match, but it almost seems like uh, there's some cracks now in the armor for the Benfica women's football team. And I am a bit concerned as this is another play. This is not a player that played much, so it's a little more understandable that she'd want to release. But again, players are leaving. Um, at kind of a furious pace right now from that squad and although this is not a key impact player it is a a squad player and it is more depth leaving the squad also um in departures for the portuguese women's football team portuguese 
uh, I'm sorry, the Befica women's football team, Portuguese forward Tita, has been loaned out to Condesha until the end of the season. If you want to know her feelings about this, check her Instagram post at Tita77 underscore. Uh, she gives a very um, blunt and inspired uh, post regarding uh, people's opinions of her going out on loan and um, all the power to her. Um, she she uh, expressed that she wanted to go somewhere else, that she needs to play, and she expressed that she plays football because she loves it and she needs to be playing, and that's why she requested to leave or requested this loan, and now she will be at Condesha until the end of the season. Sticking with women's football, uh, the 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 Lady Aguiers have drawn 2-2 at the Tapadinha on Sunday in match day one of the League Cup against Sporting. Goals were scored by Pauleta and Darlene, but uh, Sporting up for the fight in this one. Sporting was ahead 1-0 and 2-1. Uh, Befica climbed back twice to steal a point, and I think this, I do have to say this, that this format for a League Cup, I think, is quite ridiculous. You get, you took the top four teams from the first half of the season and put them in a round-robin tournament rather than a, a Final Four. Portuguese football loves this Final Four format, which I don't think is a great format for football, but in this context, in this situation, where you have four teams, it's it's the only format. I mean, I don't know why they can't have an actual league cup with they have 12 teams in the league. You have 3 groups of 4 or you do 4 groups of 3. You play around robin and the top 4 go to a final four, the that final four that Portuguese sports love that format because there's only 22 games, 22 matches in the league. Uh you want to expand the calendar and I guess that's why they gave this a a round robin. But you want to expand it for all 12 teams, not just for the top four. And playing three matches in a round robin, which I believe are, are going to be all crammed together here, I don't think that makes for a very exciting cup. Um, now Sporting Braga have the upper hand, having won 4-0 at Fofó. And now Sporting Braga will host Benfica in match day two. While Fofó will travel to Alcochit to take on Sporting. And now you get te- matches going on simultaneously and you're worried about another team's results. This is a cup. It should be it should be a knockout tournament. Um, if you're going to use a group stage, you have to have more than four teams, in my opinion. But this is the way the FPF decided to run this cup. So Befica behind the eight ball here in the League Cup. We'll see what happens in the next two match days and if they can s- still find a way to lift the cup at the end of this competition. Futsal wins their League Cup with wins over Brunhosa, Eletrico, and finally a 5-4 win Sunday over Sporting in the final. Now that's how you do a League Cup, an Elite Eight. They played three matches in three days. Um, had to have been grueling. Friday beating Brunhosa 7-0, beating Eletrico 5-0, or 4-0 I should say, on Saturday, and 5-4 on Sunday over Sporting. Very, very exciting match. I'm planning to get a review out on that match later in the week. Basketball goes on the road and beats defending back-to-back champion Oliveirense 84-75. And the Eagles stay in first place. They'll play in their League Cup next weekend. Uh, semifinal on Saturday against Porto. And then Sunday would be the final should we be victorious against the winner of Sporting and of Oliveirense. Um, the next 
LPB game, the next league game, is going to be on at home on January the 25th against Porto in a Clásico. Men's volleyball beats Ejmorij in straight sets, 25-21, 25-20, and 25-22 to stay top of the table in volleyball. Hockey wins 11-3 on the road at Lavra in the round of 64 in the Portuguese Cup. Sad news to report this week as uh, motorcyclist or moto racer Pedro Speedy Gonçalves passed away Sunday while competing in the Dakar Rally across Saudi Arabia. The Portuguese moto racer was 40 years old. He was a very passionate Benfica. And if you saw the women's match on Sunday, you saw Paulito after her goal. Uh, raised a jersey with the number 40 and the name Speedy on the back. That was in tribute to Speedy Gonçalves. Rest in peace, my friend. Women's hockey beats Naforush 18-1 and breaks into the national history books as Befica women's hockey now is undefeated in domestic play for an unbelievable 250 consecutive matches. That's over 2,000 days since their last loss to another Portuguese team. Women's basketball beats Vitória Guimarães 69-68. And women's volley, uh, water polo, Polo Aquatico with a win 20-11 over Kashkaj, let's go to the scores in the Liga Naj for round 16, beginning on January the 10th, Friday, January the 10th. Befica 2, Sportiv de Zavs 1, Santa Clara 0, Rio Ave 1, Moreres 2, Football Club do Porto 4, in a match where the VAP came into to account. That's right, the return of the VAP, not the VAR, the VAP, the Video a Porto, as somehow they walked out of there without conceding a penalty kick, with uh, keeping all 11 players on the field. They scored a goal that, that there was a clear foul on Tiquinho Suarez. But hey, that is Portuguese football for you. Porto Ocalu since 1983 at the very least. On Saturday, January the 11th, Portimonense nil, Passos de Ferreira nil, Bovista nil, Fumalicão won, and a flu-stricken Vitória Stubal won, Sporting Club Portugal 3. Vitória Stubal announced that they have cut off all, <laughs> all relations with Sporting in wake of Sporting going ahead and forcing them to play this match with so many players suffering from the seasonal flu. On Sunday, January the 12th, the last three matches of the round, Gilles Vicente at home to Code City nil. They're getting closer and closer to that relegation line. A little bit of a shock result in Madeira. Maritimo nil, Vitória Guimarães nil. The Minu side drops points and is losing pace with their Minu rivals because Braga at home made it late, but from two goals from Paulinho, it was Braga 2, Tondela 1. Um, Braga creeping up on Famalicão in fourth, or I should say on Sporting in fourth, while uh, Vitória Guimarães losing a little bit of of pace and losing a little bit of, of losing a little bit of of uh, territory to their rivals. All right, that is the news for this week. We'll be right back with. The with the match, we'll be right back to break it down. It's Benfica to Sportivo das Aves one here on Mr. Benfica. I am the Mr. Of course, Mike Agustinho. Stay right there. <laughs> 
Deus que vai recordar com certeza este jogo para sempre. André Almeida, muito boa noite. Entregue-lhe o prémio, é seu, é o homem do jogo. Como é que foi regressar? Foi um jogo também atípico. Viu um cartão vermelho que, afinal, Carlos Xistra voltou e recuou nessa decisão e acaba por ser o homem decisivo desta noite. Não, eu estava eu tava tranquilo porque eu sabia que não lhe tinha acertado com as pernas. Acertei-lhe que a zona da barriga nunca podia ser cartão vermelho. Felizmente ele viu, ele viu o lance outra vez e, e foi da mesma opinião que eu. E a equipa teve uma postura muito, muito boa desde o início da primeira parte, sempre a pressionar. Infelizmente o, os gols não estavam a aparecer, mas criámos muitas ocasiões mesmo na primeira parte. Sofremos o gol, continuámos a pressionar, continuámos a pressionar e, é, e é esta energia também que vem de fora que nos contagiou e, e felizmente conseguimos os três pontos. And welcome back to Mr. Benfica. What you heard right there was the post-game interview with Andre Almeida uh, speaking with Andrea Magalhães on BTV. And just to summarize what he said, it was, the question was about, of course, the penalty or the, not the penalty, excuse me, the sending off and then the uh, the resending of the sending off uh, that happened in this match. Uh, probably the most controversial point of the match um at least for as far as our rivals are concerned as far as those chasing us and as well as of course our penalty kick but this is something i'm sure that the that the teams chasing us especially the specific team right behind us is gonna is gonna point the finger at but um he says here that she asks him a, it was a a strange match and one which you were sent off and then unsent off and he said he was calm This is uh, Andrea talking. I was calm. I was calm because I knew I didn't catch him with my legs. I caught him on the follow-through with my stomach. And that's never a red card. And that, um, you went on to say, you know, the team continued to fight. And he ended up to get, getting the goal at the end of the match. That sealed up the three points for the Aguias here at home in round 16. So, let's go to... The lineups, we're going to start with the visitors. Desportivo das Aves, the French goalkeeper, Bernardo in goal. Five across the back for Aves. The right back was Ruben Oliveira. The three central defenders, Falcão, Bruno Moraes, and Adam Zuigala. And Ricardo Mangas is the left back. Four in midfield, Kevin Yamga, Estrela, the former Orlando City player. Yeah, that's right. He was in the Major League Soccer and in the and in uh, the NASL, I want to say, or maybe it was the U. No, it was in the USL here um, before before Orlando was in Major League Soccer. He played with Orlando City SC back in Portugal. Now he joined Avj this season from. Verzin, and he is uh, the captain of the side, at least in this match. He partners up with Zidane Banjuki, uh, and Reku Silva is the left-sided midfield, and the striker is Meharad Mohamidi. Befica in their normal 4-4-2. Odi in goal. Andre Almeida returns to the lineup as the right back. Center backs as always Ruben and Ferru, and the left back is Grimaldo. In midfield, you have Pizzi on the right. The debut of German Ulian Weigel with uh, with Benfica. He partners up with Gabriel in the middle in place of the suspended uh, Adel Tarapt. Jota gets a, uh, his first start in the Liga Nage of his career on the left side of midfield. Up front, Chiquinho playing in the number 10 role with, or I should say the false 10, Uh, and he partners with Seferovic, who returns to the starting lineup. He takes the place of Carlos Vinicius in this one. And the referee is Carlos Sistra. 
And we have a crowd of 50,000. Let's see here. We have a crowd of 50,760 at the Stadio de Luz on a Friday night. Not bad at all, considering it was an early kickoff time also. Uh, very little time to get from work to the stadium. Befikistas managed to make it happen. Very good, good crowd. Bigger than than anyone else can put together in this, in this league. And, um, you know... It just shows how big Befica are and how much bigger than the rest of the league we are as a club. Um, Seferovic will kick it off, playing it back to Weigel, and the match is underway. And in the first minute, Weigel is welcomed to the Portuguese league in the most natural of ways with a nasty challenge from Recu Silva as the German international stays down, holding his ankle for a moment. Sixth minute, good ball movement from Benfica with combination play in midfield. Jota de Gabriel back to Ferro, square to Ruben, who takes his space, threads the needle down the right central corridor into space for Pizzi, who's attempted cross, who attempts a cross, but it's deflected up and into the air and collected by Bernardo. But some very good ball movement there, some good passing of the of the ball. Befica look look in it tonight. They look um, they look fresh. They look sharp. Uh, of course circumstances in the match might change that. But early on, you would not think that this was going to be a tough match for Befica. Seventh minute, it is Odi knocking it long to Grimaldo on the left. Grimaldo there heads it to Gabriel. Gabriel goes while, or I should say, he heads it to Gabriel. Grimaldo goes on the run while Gabriel flicks it back into space, right into Grimaldo's run. The Spaniard acrobatically kicks it to Jota who does well to create space and play it again to Grimaldo. Grimaldo knocks a long switch all the way to the opposite side of the pitch where Andre Almeida collects it. He combines well with Pizzi and Chiquinho. The ball goes central to Gabriel, who switches it back left to a wide-open Jota. Takes on Raul Oliveira, or Ricardo Oliveira, I should say, and gets off a nice left-footed cross. Finds Seth on the header. But the reigning scoring champion puts his header just over the bar in a great sequence of play from Befica there, looking like they were going to get on the on the board early. And I I uh, apologize, it's Ruben Oliveira is the name of the Avs player there, the defender that Jota beat. Uh, really good looking football there from Befica early on. We're in the 11th, and Jota tries a heel flick. Uh, from Fejo's pass into space, but it's too far away from Gabriel. And Estrella knocks it long to Mohamedi. Mohamedi, sorry. Uh, Odi off his line, gets to it first, heads it away, and pays the price for coming off his line as Mohamedi runs right into him, upends him, and uh, and the Greek goalkeeper lands on his shoulder. He's He gets up gingerly, walks it off, you know, um, Loosens up his his shoulder a little bit, but definitely paid the price for coming out on that one. Brave, brave goalkeeping from from Odiseus Vlakodimo, and you can see the improvement in this in this goalkeeper is phenomenal. This is a play that a year ago he would not have made, and the, he was slow getting up as Sistra whistles a foul, but that should have. That should have served as an alert for Benfica as as that is a warning sign was was fired across the bow by Avj in what they are they had come to the Stade de Luge to do in this match. Fourteenth minute, it is Estrela dispossessing Chiquinho. Plays a through ball down the right channel into Mohamedi's run as 
Fehu will overcommit trying to break up the play by sliding, and that leaves all kinds of space for Mohamadi all the way into the box, into space, and he's got all the space in the world to run into as he plays the ball across the face of goal, needing only a tap from a teammate to finish it. But fortunately for Benfica, nobody can reach it as he he plays a nice ball, but none of his teammates can get on the end of it. And there's another warning shot fired by Sportiv de Zavsh. Um, They're going to be dangerous on these long balls to this player. And in the 16th, we have Grimaldo now winning a ball near the left sideline, finding Pizzi. One touches it central to Gabriel, who picks up his head, spots Weigel. Nice bit of skill from the German as he beats three Avsh midfielders, carries it into the attacking third, plays a touchline wide to Pizzi, who continues his run into space. Pizzi cuts back to his right foot, serves it right onto the German's run. Ulian plays a nice left foot across low into the goal area. But Bruno Muraj is well positioned and clears it away. Three to four paces from the wide open goal as Befica look to, to get on the board first. And the fans applaud Weigel's play and run here as Befica earn a corner kick. Pizzi's ensuing corner is delivered nicely but headed away by Ricardo Manga. Carlos Sister does call a foul against Ruben on the play against Ruben Diaz. 18th minute, Seth and Falcão in a foot race down the left channel. Falcão gets there first, then gives it away to Chiquinho, who holds up the ball waiting for support. Finds Gabriel in the semicircle with his back to goal. Gabriel then holds it as Pizzi overlaps. Gabriel with a skillful attempt as he somehow manages to get this ball to like glue to the outside of his left foot while he's while he's posting up the defender. He then pivots and manages to fling the ball with the outside of his foot into space for Pizzi. Pizzi tries to get on the end of it. Bruno Muraj is there again to poke it away at the very last second. Good bit of skill from Gabriel. And in this match, I really think Gabriel was, was much better. And I think this role, playing with a more defense-minded uh, midfielder like Weigel, really suits Gabriel's game a lot more than than playing with with Tarapt. And Bruno Lage has some real has a real headache on his hands now in terms of what to do with this midfield. As uh, you know, he had settled on playing Gabriel and Weigel and, and Tarapt, but now with Weigel in the mix, I really think that it's going to be Weigel with one of them. Um, and they're going to have to compete for playing time now. But it is a good headache to have if you are Bruno Leisch. The ensuing corner is punched clear by Bernardo. Uh, as Bernardo, I should say, only as far as Jota to the top of the area in the Portugal Youth International. Has a go at goal, but it's right at the French goalkeeper who front smothers it and prevents the rebound. 20th minute, the ball is... On the edge of the defensive third by Weigel. It's one on the edge of the defensive third by Weigel. He plays a perfect pass out to the flank for PZ, who carries towards goal, playing down the line to Shikinu. Um Shikinu then with a give and go to to PZ, back to Shikinu, and into the box. Shikinu again back to PZ. But this time, the league leader in goals and assists takes too long to get his shot under. He tries to set it up too perfectly, too cutely, and he's closed down. And by the time he pulls the trigger to fire, uh, Falcão is there to block the shot. 
21st minute, Kevin Yamga has the ball at midfield, and he's facing his own goal, holds off two Benfica players with his back, touches it to Zwigala, the Polish center back, who sends the ball down the flank. It's a foot race between Mohamidi and Fehu, and Fehu mistimes his challenge and is left flat-footed. He, he sticks his leg out to try to, to poke at the ball. Mohamadi had already touched it by him, leaving Fehu flat-footed and stuck in an area of the pitch where you don't want that to happen. And now Mohamadi runs in all alone at goal from the right with the ball on his left foot and from a nearly impossible angle, finds the upper corner, placing it over Odie's right shoulder with the inside of his left foot. And it is 1-0 to the visitors, Mohamadi. Makes it 1-0, Avj, as the stadium goes silent and the striker scores his sixth of the season. Befica with the response nearly right away, though, as it is Jota running at the defense, picks up his, his head, crosses to the edge of the area for Pizzi, who plays a soft touch with the inside of his right foot into space for Chiquinho, who takes a dribble, trying to get around Bernadeu, and the keeper comes out sliding. Chiquinho goes down, calls for penalty. However, Carlos Sistra gives the yellow card to Chiquinho to the Portuguese forward for simulation. And upon the replay, it looked to me like, um, I suppose it could have been a simulation. I think it was more of, of a nothing, to be honest with you. I don't think every time somebody goes down in the area, it's either a penalty or a simulation. It didn't look... Um, it looked like that could have been the marginalist of contact that could have thrown his balance off, but maybe that's just me being a Benfica. Either way, um, either way, Shikinyu accepts the yellow card, doesn't complain, and gets up and goes back to his job. And in the 25th minute, Gabriel tries to chip it over the top to Pizzi. Defender jumps and heads it back to Gabriel, who outmuscles Estrela, controls the ball, dishes to Shikinyu, who who fires at goal from 20 meters, forcing Bernardo to dive to his left and make a nice save. The rebound squirts to Pizzi, who chips it over the downed goalkeeper, and the ball appears to be going in until it is cleared off the line, out of the air by Dwigala, the Polish central defender, Polish international, clears it off the line, and Benfica still behind 1-0. 28th minute, Gabriel with one of his own, one of his trademark long ball, 60 yards in the air, right onto Peasy's chest. Peasy turns and shoots with his left foot, fires it off the crossbar, but the referee's assistant has his flag up for offside. Mefica continuing the pressure with several more chances for the next couple minutes, um, but they are missing that little bit of quality in the final touch. Lots of great play in the middle third, however, from Benfica. 39th minute now. Grimaldo attacks down the left, plays it to Seferovic, who turns and returns the ball back onto the run of Grimaldo, who fires first touch, cross along the ground into the area. Jota gets a toe on it, redirects it towards the far post where Chiquinho is running on. Looks to be a sure goal. He shoots, but he's robbed by a fantastic save from Bernardo. Once again, the French goalkeeper coming out of nowhere with a fantastic save. This is the closest Befica have come to pulling level thus far in the match since falling behind. 
the ensuing corner is cleared by Abj. Ball comes to Weigel, who fires it just over the bar. All right. During um, during the corner, they show video clearly showing Bruno Muraj gets his hands in the face of Seferovic in a tussle on that corner. Should have been a penalty kick, but the VAR says no. Um, Antonio Hola at halftime had plenty to say about that, as this should have been a penalty kick to Benfica. Not going to happen in this one. We move to the 30s, still in the 39th minute. Odie with a nice save on Kevin Yamga, 40th minute. Shikinu plays one over the top onto Jota, who gets a left-footed opportunity, but it sails high. 42nd minute, it's Gabriel with another brilliant ball. Grimaldo runs on, plays it back to Pizzi alone at the top of the area, but his first touch effort is high and wide and... With that, we get to halftime as Carlos Sista blows his whistle for halftime. Benfica go into the team room, trailing 1-0 at home. Um, playing better than the results shows. I know some people were down on this first half performance. It really didn't look all that bad. In normal circumstances, they finish a couple of these goals and they go into the break ahead. Or at worst case, level 1-1. But on this night, it would be Avj 1, Benfica 0 at the half. And we will be right back with the second half. This is Mr. Benfica. You can follow me on Twitter at Benfica Mr. Or on Instagram at Mr. Benfica. If you're using Facebook, just search two words, Mr. Benfica. And that will bring you right to the show page. Stay right there. We'll be right back. We're back with the second half, and before the half even begins, we have a substitution for Benfica. Bruno Lage brings on Carlos Vinicius, replacing Jota. Tactical switch, going to two strikers now to to combat Avj's five-man backline. And Mohamadi will kick off uh, in the second half is underway. Benfica pick up the pressure right where they left off at the end of the half. Grimaldo carrying the ball across the pitch in the 50th. Plays a diagonal to Andre Almeida, who plays in Chiquinho, who drives it across goal. But all of his teammates in the area overrun the ball, and Avj is able to clear it, but only as far as Ruben Dias, who wins it and carries into space. Give and go, 1-2 with Vinicius. Turns a, or I should say then, takes a soft left-footed touch right onto Safarovic's run. Severovic has the ball right onto his preferred left foot. He tries to slot it in the far corner, but Bernadeo is Bernadeo, I should say. <laughs> I cannot pronounce this French name. Bernadeo uh, with the great kick save, and he makes another stop, and it is starting to look like it might not be Befica's day. These are the games that happen. These are the matches that happen to every team at the top of every table where there's days where they just can't put the ball in the goal, and sometimes they drop teams to bottom feed. They drop points, excuse me, to bottom feeders. 
It's happened to Manchester City. It's happened to Barcelona, who recently drew with Espanyol, who are bottom of the table. It, these things do happen. However, Befica are going to keep on working, keep on fighting to get these points back. 52nd minute, Gabriel running at pace with the ball in the middle third. Takes a heavy touch and has it poked away by Estrela. Uh, the ball finds its way to Zidane, who plays it wide to to. Uh, Ricardo Manga, who takes a touch, but Andre Almeida is already left his feet. And this is the controversial play. After the touch, he follows through, catches Manga, takes him down, and Carlos Sista runs over with no hesitation, shows Almeida the straight red card. And the Befica bench, the players, and the, the crowd have just going insane and not in a good way obviously as they can't believe that Almeida has been sent off um Carlos Sista is sure of it however he quickly gets a voice in his earpiece and after some protests um the referee separates himself from the from the players who are in his face talking listens to his earpiece and signals for a VAR check so he does the little box with his fingers Signals that box saying he's going to check the VAR. And it takes no time at all for Sistra to look and see that the tackle was not worthy of the sending off. Red card rescinded by Carlos Sistra. Andre Almeida instead goes in the book with a yellow card. Fortunate, fortunate, fortunate bit of events for Befica and for those of us, and I kind of consider myself in this group, um, who are opposed to VAR. Um, here's one instant where we might want to rethink that because if not for VAR, Befica would be playing 40 minutes or so with 10 players in this match, and it would have been that much harder to complete the comeback. 56th minute, Peasy with an in-swinging corner from the left. Finds Gabriel, but my man Gabriel's header is over the bar. The stadium coming alive, though, and getting behind the defending champions. You can hear it. The fans believe in the Javita Volta. They believe in the turnaround, and the players will continue working towards it. Another corner in the 59th, this time from the right, and it's Grimaldo with the in-swinger, and again it's Gabriel on the end of it. This time his header is just wide, and Gabriel gets on the end of two corners. Um, a very good, good game for Gabriel. In my opinion, I thought he was he was stellar in this match. 60th minute here. The ball's recovered in midfield by Chiquinho. He plays it wide to Pizzi, who carries from the outside in. Grimaldo overlaps. Pizzi plays him into space. Grimaldo crosses on the ground right onto Chiquinho's run. But his inside of the right foot effort is wide. Very, very unlucky for Chiquinho. Uh, as he really deserves a goal at this point. He's put in a lot of work. I've heard him be criticized for his performance in this match. I thought he put in a lot of work. And I think if one of if one of these efforts that he misses finds the back of the goal, everyone's saying it's a great game for Chiquinho. So um, I, I actually, upon close look, really thought Chiquinho had himself a had himself just a fine performance. Um, 61st minute, and Lige goes to the bench again. It's, it is Franco Cervi coming on for Julian Weigel, and Bruno Lige makes the tactical switch down 1-0 with a half hour to play, adding another attacking uh, set of legs. And Weigel comes off to a nice ovation, and uh, the manager is clearly pleased with him. 
and uh, I thought he was good. I mean, don't get me wrong. He did. He's not the type of player, especially in this position, that's going to be a lights-out guy that's going to carry the ball from one end to the other and and have 20 goals and 20 assists. He's the type of player that when slotted in, the players around him play better. And I think Gabriel, uh, Pizzi, those guys played better today in this match. I should say not today, but in this match. Um in part because Weigel's there and he's securing the defensive responsibilities, which allows especially Gabriel to get forward much more and not have to worry so much about occupying space and, and allows him to do what he does best, which is put balls into dangerous areas. And um, I thought it was a good performance from Weigel. You'll, when we go to the goal point, they're not going to rate him as high as I do. But that's again, that's a statistic-based thing. And had Befica been on the back foot defending all match, those are the games where you're really going to see the true value of a player like Weigel. And um, I thought he played the position well. He made zero mistakes, and it was a solid, solid debut for the German midfielder. In the 66th now, uh, Abj go to the substitutes bench, and it is Claudio Tavares coming in for Zwagala, Zwingala. Uh, Claudio Tavares, of course, the older brother of Benfica B player, uh, Jair Tavares, and the cousin of Renato Sanchez, also another Tavares brother, um, Miguel Tavares on the bench for Abj, and we will see him a little bit later in the match. But we've got that substitution, and... It is actually Claudio Tavares' first team debut against his youth side, against Benfica. Uh, big moment for the young central defender. 66th minute, Grimaldo crosses in swinging, finds Seferovic, but his header is wide. Seferovic had a handful of chances to get on the board in this one and to, and to restart his goal-scoring uh, streak that he ran with last year. 80, uh, sorry, 67th minute. Another corner. This time it's Peasy with a rare outswinger from the right. And this one finds Carlos Vinicius, my cousin Vinny, with the header. But Bernardo again with the diving save this time to his left. So many squandered headers from set pieces in this match for Befica. 68th minute. Peasy receives it on the right from Ferro. Slaloms through the defenders. Tries to get a left-footed effort. But it's also over the top of the bar and another chance that comes to none for Befica. Befica though keep knocking at the door and they keep pressing and in the 69th Bernardo with another save on Vinicius 70th minute the ball has literally I noted that the ball has literally been in Av's defensive third for like five to six consecutive minutes they've been unable to get it out other than the rare clearance and then it's returned right back in because Benfica's line is playing in the in the in the middle in like in the halfway into the middle third they're playing past midfield and and they're really just a few steps from the the line of confrontation and Avj is having all kinds of difficulties right now and in the 71st it's another corner for Benfica Bernadeo this time holding the ball to kill time. Carlos Vinicius is going to wrestle it free from him. 
And he glances the French goalkeeper with his arm on the face just at the slightest. But that's all it took for Bernardo to hit the deck. And he puts in his best acting performance going down like he'd been punched in the face. Sistra shows the yellow card to Carlos Vinicius. Ensuing corner finds Ruben Dias and it's another header that misses the mark. 74th minute, Ferro dispossessing Mohamadi. Plays it to PZ, PZ to Grimaldo. Grimaldo plays Vinicius into the edge of the area to Bernardo's right. Vinicius gets to the ball first, gets his foot to it, and then is clipped by Falco. And with zero hesitation, Sistra blows his whistle and points to the spot. Penalty to Benfica. Sistra is listening to the, the VAR official in his ear. We find out that... Um, Avja complaining of a foul from Ferru earlier in the play, but the VAR says no foul. The VAR verifies the penalty kick, and Sistra blows his whistle and points to the spot. Let's listen to the penalty kick as it played out on BTV. From the spot, makes it 1-1. You heard it there. Bernadeu guesses right, even gets a few fingers to it, but the penalty is too well taken by Benfica's Trange Montano, and he notches his league-leading 12th goal of the season, and the stadium comes alive. You heard Elder use the word, leave you in there. I love that word. <laughs> we seem to use that word a lot uh, when talking about Benfica and late in games. We've had a lot of these in the Bruno Lage area era where we we manage to save it late or we manage to look to be down and out, and then we come back and the leave you, the relief of of the pressure being alleviated from the stadium. 1-1 in the 75th minute. In the 80th, nice combination play between PZ and Cervi. The Argentinian crosses. Avs concede another corner. And we'll talk when we get to the stats about just the absurd amount of corners Benfica had in this match. Unable to... to to finish on any of them though 81st minute Befica applying more pressure in the attacking third Yamga tries to carry out for Avj but he is pickpocketed by a sliding Gabriel Gabriel then crosses Bruno Muraj misplays the cross and appears to have handled the ball in the area Sistra yells play on the ball does appear to go off of the Avj defender and then off of his hand. There is no VAR review. Perhaps because it comes off of the leg, that's enough to nullify any handling of the ball. We play on. There are 10 minutes, less than 10 minutes to go. No time for arguing with the referee. 82nd minute, PZ down 
Go, he drives hard into the penalty area, plays a square ball across the face of goal for Vinicius. My cousin Vinny shoots, but there's too much traffic in front of goal, and Avs defenders uh, successfully block his effort. Uh, Bruno Muraj with the block off the chest. It's cleared, and then he celebrates blocking it like he had just scored a goal. You can see just how much this means to the Avs players if they could hold on and get a result, even a draw. Here at the Stadio de Luz, 83rd minute, it's Grimaldo taking the set piece near the right touchline, deep in the attacking third, right next to the corner flag. He finds Pizzi, who fires a left-footed effort, but it's wide once again. 85th, Gabriel goes down, holding his right knee, but tells the bench that he can continue. Um, Caio Lucas was about to step onto the pitch, and... Gabriel looked at the bench, signaled that he's fine to continue. So we play on. 86th minute, Almeida crosses for Chiquinho. He puts it just wide again with his left foot. Chiquinho cannot buy a goal. He's doing everything right. He's just not getting that finalization, not getting that finishing touch. We're in the 87th. Befica with a dangerous free kick, 21 meters from goal. Slightly to Bernadeau's left, a perfect spot for Grimaldo. Elder Condut even um, even mentions that it's the spot where where Grimaldo scores in a match I was in attendance at at Red Bull Arena here in the United States in the ICC against Juventus back in 2018. Same exact spot. Grimaldo has it. Uh, he goes for it, but the ball does not knuckle it. Just goes straight at Bernadeo. I believe that Grimaldo was trying to get more more movement on the ball. He didn't quite get it. But we go to the 89th minute, and it is the 17th corner of the match for Benfica. And it's Grimaldo with the in-swinger. And I will let Elder uh I will let Elder call the play here as we listen along. Andre Almeida, the hero of the match. Um, it was a corner kick, as you heard there, taken by Grimaldo. It was headed out, came as far as Servi. Servi played it in to Carlos Vinicius, who was posting up in the area, holding off a holding off a uh, defender on his back, and rather than trying to turn, just dishes it back towards a wide open Andre Almeida. He shoots it. The ball does redirect. Off of Falcão, just the slightest bit, just enough to fool Bernadeau and get by him. And the stadium absolutely goes bananas. It goes nuts. It erupts as Benfica take the lead in the 89th minute. The Benfica bench 
clears as they all go running towards Almeida at the end line. And I did note Samadij and Weigel are the first ones from the bench to mob Almeida and to get there. Absolutely fantastic scenes. Almeida looks at the camera and yells, Pareti Carolina, talking to his niece, Carolina. And also, I had to mention this. How... It, it, Samadij is such a great professional, such a great Benfica. To see him sprinting down the line, pure joy, watching you know, his team win. And, and he is in such a tough situation where he's such a good player and he's not finding playing time. First, he's he's played playing behind a youth team prodigy that the team is trying to fast track into a big time sale. And now the team goes out and makes a 20 million euro purchase and brings in a player that's younger than him at his position and who, in all honesty, is probably better than him. And... You know, a lot of players would be sulking. A lot of professionals would be asking for a transfer. They would be very unhappy and be very vocal about it. This this player, this Andreas Samaris, just goes to work every single day and just brings it. And, and he, just, he just carries himself in the way that every professional should emulate. And I, I think, and I know, and you can see it in his face, he loves this club. Something has happened where this Greek player is a full-blown Benfica. It is something beautiful to see. Um, and he gets his re- reward somewhat as he is subbed in shortly um, for tactical reasons. And it does show, like I said, Benfica now have some depth where they can make a tactical switch and then reverse that tactical switch once they get the 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 objective that they're shooting for. In this case, um, you know, reversing the 1-0 scoreline, going ahead, and now here's another good defensive midfielder they can swing in and that they can just place in for the final moments. Uh, a lot of depth on this Benfica side now, especially in midfield. We're in the 90 plus one, and Avj is responding. Two dangerous chances of their own. Bruno Lage is is screaming to get Samadij on. VAR comes on the screen, um, on our television screen. We see the VAR screen, and it does show Vinicius was onside by a mere five centimeters on that previous goal. Now, I can't, you know, be a hypocrite. I question how good this technology, how accurate it can possibly be that a a distance that small of 5 centimeters can be measured by a camera and by a a computer and a man operating the computer or a person operating the computer. Um, I have questions about those lines, but he does. it, it is ever the closest of margins, but the goal obviously is upheld. We didn't even know there was a VAR check, but there had been. The VAR confirmed the goal. Benfica ahead 2-1. to one. 90th plus 2. On comes Samadij for Seferovic. And also for Avj, on comes Miguel Tavares. He replaces Ruben Oliveira. Miguel Tavares, of course, the brother of of Claudio Tavares, the center back, and of Benfica B player Jair Tavares, cousins of Renato Sanchez. And Benfica will hold on now as the final free kick from the foul from Samaric is cleared by Ruben Dias. Carlos Sista blows his whistle three times. That is full time. Benfica 2, 
Desportivo das Aves 1. Let's go to the goal point and take a look at the ratings for this match as I pull it up right now. And we will start with the visitors Aves and their ratings. In goal, Bernadeu, their player of the of the match in terms of uh in terms of the goal point ratings, six point seven in goal despite allowing two goals. Very, very strong performance from the French goalkeeper. The Zwigala in the back six point three, Falcon four point five, Bruno Mouraj six point one, and Mungaj five point one. Ben uh, Zidane Benjauki. 3.7, the lowest performing player on the entire pitch. Um, Ruben Oliveira, 4.4. Estrela, 4.5. Yamga, 4.4. Raiko Silva, 5.1. And Mo Hamadi, despite his goal, is a 4.8. Claudio Tavares would enter the match and earn a 4.3. Now for Benfica, Odie in goal, 5.5. Andre Almeida, 6.3 in a goal. Ruben Dias, 6.5. Ferro, 5.8. Grimaldo, 6.7. Jota, with a strong 6.8 rating despite only playing 45 minutes. Gabriel, 7.4. Weigel, 5.6. Chiquinho, 5.8. Pizzi, with with the highest rating on the Benfica team. 8.2, the highest rating in the the match. So he's the man of the match according to goal point. Liga Nage awarded... Awarded Andre Almeida as the man of the match, and that was voted on. I suppose by viewers or by by staff. I don't even. We don't even know who votes on these Liga Nage uh, man of the match awards, but it usually goes to whoever scores the winning goal, and that was the case for for Andre Almeida. Seferovic five point two, and then off the bench, uh, Vinicius earns a six point seven, and Charity a five point six. Let's go over some of. The statistics in this one, shots, total shots, Benfica 36 total shots, Sportivo das Aves 9, shots on goal 12 for Benfica 2, 3, 4, Aves, shots inside the area 29 for Benfica, 7 for Aves, passes, total passes 516 for Benfica, 223 for Aves, more than double the amount of completed passes uh, by Benfica. Pass efficiency, Benfica 82.4%, Avs 53.4%. Uh, the vertical pass percentage, a very important statistic in my opinion. 72% for Benfica, 49.4% for Avs. We move to possession, Benfica 71% possession to Avs is 29. Benfica were offside twice, Avs once. Uh, Benfica committed 12 fouls to Avge's 11. Benfica won 70 duels to Avge 62. And corners 18 for Benfica versus 2 for Avge. 34 crosses Benfica attempted. Avge only 4. A record number of shots in a match for this season for Benfica. And in the Liga Nage, 36 so we move from there, and now we go to the the table as it is the end of round 16 in the Liga Nage. As I bring up the table here, we have Benfica, top of the table, 45 points, 15 victories and one defeat, 40 goals for, 6 goals allowed. Football Club do Porto is second with 41 points. Family count third with 30. Sporting, 29 points in fourth. 
Braga now in fifth with 24. Vitori Guimarães, two behind them in 6-22, as is Chihuahua, also with 22. Gilles Vicente is eighth now with 21. Good job being done by Vitor Oliveira there in Barcelos. And now we got four teams in 9, 10, 11, and 12, all on 19 points. It's Bovista with the minus two goal difference, and Tondela with the minus four, Maritimo minus seven, and Stubal minus seven. Morirense is third with 17 as they edge Santa Clara in goal difference. Negative four for Morirense, negative eight for Santa Clara, also 17 points, their 14th. Passage Fajeda. And Bulanis Saad, each with 15 points. Pashfajeda ahead on goal difference, negative 11 to negative 18. And in the drop zone, Portimonense with 14. And this Desportivo das Aves with a mere 6 points. We look now at the leaders. And we will look at the goal scoring leaders in just a moment as I bring it up here. Pizzi is top of the list as, as the top goal scorer. He's got 12, three of them coming from the penalty spot, including one in this match. Carlos Vinicius is second with 10. Braga's Paulinho and Sporting's Bruno Fernandes each have eight. Paulinho has zero from the penalty spot, so he goes ahead on the tiebreaker. Anderson Silva, Zé Luiz, Fabio Martins, and Sandro Lima, all with seven. And... My final thoughts on this match. I thought this was a good performance all in all for Benfica. It was a difficult performance. But I thought they showed the ability to not lose their composure. They showed the ability to stay calm, to stay grounded, to stay level, if you will. Cabeza fria, cool heads um, in in quite real serious adversity as they were looking at losing to the last place team for three quarters of this match they were behind the last place team at home knowing that the second place team would kick off shortly after the final whistle and um, they really just maintained their confidence maintained their their composure this is something we've seen since Bruno Lage has been in charge this team has fallen behind plenty of times but they still have only lost once in the league uh, with him in charge they have won all but two games uh, Bruno Lage with this win now 100 points earned in the Portuguese Liga he is the fastest manager to ever reach 100 points um, doing it in 35 matches as he did it three matches faster than Artur Jorge, who did it in, I believe, 85, 86, and 86, 87 across two seasons, the same way that Bruno Lage has done it uh, between last season and this season. And that's quite a quite a feat, and hopefully it will continue. Um, big, big game coming up on Friday, but first we got the Taça de Portugal, the Portuguese Cup quarterfinal. That will kick off this afternoon. I'm recording this early Tuesday morning. So this this afternoon here in the United States. This evening in Portugal. As it will be Benfica Rio Ave. And I'm very, very concerned about this match. Um, Rio Ave are a strong team. Benfica are, are in the midst of some fixture congestion. There will be some squad rotation. Do not be alarmed. Do not um, be surprised, I should say. You can be angry. Um, because I don't think Benfica are going to risk... Um, are going to risk anybody that's less than full fitness for the derby on Friday. So I expect Benfica to have some more rotation. Like I said, I think we'll see Weigel again. I think we'll see Tarapt return to the lineup. I think that uh, Tomas Tavares will return. 
uh, Odiseyev is not in the squad list for this match, so it looks like Zlobin will be the goalkeeper. That concerns me. We were eliminated from this competition last year, specifically because the backup goalkeeper played in the semifinal. I don't like this policy of the backup goalkeeper automatically playing cup matches, especially when you get this late into the season. If they need playing time, these two goalkeepers should just be rotating time on Befica B. If Zlobi needs minutes, he needs to play it on Befica B. There's no reason why Svilar can't be the backup for a couple of games or why they can't alternate matches between being the backup for the first team and the starter for the B team. But you know Portuguese coaches they they almost all of them in they do it they play the backup in the cup so expect that this afternoon hopefully Befica see it through Carlos Carvalhal the manager for Huav being rumored to be headed to Brazil yet another Portuguese coach on his way to Brazil um, he's being courted by Red Bull Bragantino a new sort of new club a merger of two clubs Red Bull Brazil merging with Bragantino and Red Bull now have the club they've wanted in Brazil um, and with that merger they jump like four levels and they're in the Serie B and obviously with the goal of moving into the Brasileirão Serie A. Um, so we'll see uh, how much longer Carlos Carvalhal will be at Rio Ave. And of course, his assistant is Luiz Nascimento, uh, Bruno Lage's brother. So anytime it's Befica Rio Ave, it's, it's an interesting matchup. And I'm a big fan of Carlos Carvalhal. Always have been. I've always liked his work. Um, and it's no 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 surprise why I like Bruno Lage so much as he he was very much molded by Carlos Carvalhal. So we will see how this how this plays out this afternoon. And of course Friday we got the derby. Benfica travels to Alvalichu to take on Sporting. Um, this will not be the same soft Sporting we, we we've seen against Porto. Sporting is going to live or die for this match. They're going to leave it all on the pitch. Going to be a very very difficult match, but I am confident that we can rise to the occasion and that our players will bring home the points in that match and we will punch our ticket to the second. I should say to the semifinal of the Portuguese Cup this afternoon. That's going to be it for episode 46 here on Mr. Benfica. It's been a pleasure uh, being here with you. I am your host, the Mr. Mike Agustinho. One last time, you can find me on Twitter at Benfica Mr. On Instagram at Mr. Benfica and on Facebook by searching Mr. Benfica. Have a great week, everybody. Enjoy the rest of the matches this week, and we'll talk again this weekend. This has been Mr. Benfica. Goodbye, everybody. Somos lá
Vem, fica, vai pegar A bola vai rolar Vem, fica, vai ganhar 